Hey out there in mommy land, this is Mom Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jacqueline. Today, we're going to have a mashup of all the moms that came to visit us here at Mom Unfiltered. We are going to take a listen to their Come to Jesus moments. I hope you enjoy our program today. Please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now it's time for our program. disobedient but not hurtful hold on a second yes you are my daughter right now well i need to hear this okay (laughs) i do need to hear this keep going so my personality type i am a challenger if you're familiar with enneagram and enneagram eight Mm -hmm. and i'm a challenger so Rules do not motivate me. (laughs) In fact, they just are little challenges, little hurdles you got to jump over. Um, But what motivates me is the personal connection. If I could have articulated to my parents when I was younger and had permission to do so, because I did not have permission to do so, um, if I could have told them, Mom and Dad, you're telling me that I'm being disobedient. Okay, well, I was being disobedient. That doesn't really motivate me to change my behavior. But if if what I did hurt your feelings or disrespected you in a way that made it like, do you understand the work that I'm doing for you, child? And what you did just disrespected all of this love and time and energy I put into That would have motivated me to, to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. They tried to corral my behavior mm-hmm. instead of teach my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the coming to Jesus moments that I have had and one that started when I allowed my kids to articulate back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this mom, we, we didn't, like, when I have told them, hey, this actually hurt my feelings because I did all of these things and put in this time, energy, and money, and effort because I love you. Mm-hmm. And when you acted this way, 
it hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. It like stomped on all of the love that I poured out there for you. Mm -hmm. I saw their hearts change immediately. And it's when I've been able to do that and show them the same brokenness of like kids, this is this is me like at my very, very worst. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to share like um, really vulnerable moments together mm -hmm. in that same way, that connection of vulnerability, mm -hmm. like um, I, I know where we were in the house, we were sitting in the living room, my kids were both crying, and I just shared with them, like, I was, I was communicating out of fear, and it looked like anger, and it hurt your feelings, and this is why mommy did what I did, and it was not right, but this is what was going on, and just been able to be really vulnerable with mm -hmm. my and taking ownership of my actions because mm -hmm. my parents didn't really take ownership of their actions mm -hmm. they um like the way that they spoke to me was from human to human disrespectful mm -hmm. like the tone that they used I couldn't use that with my sisters I couldn't use that in return with them but they could speak to me like that mm -hmm. and I saw all of those um what's the word I'm looking for, contradictions, mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, hold up, <laughs> like, it didn't make sense, so my parents didn't own their actions, mm -hmm. but expected me to own mine, mm -hmm. and expected me to obey, and, and um, fall in line, but they weren't, like, appealing to me in the way that I needed, not that I needed, because sometimes we're called to obey, whether, you know, it hurts the person's feelings or right. not, mm -hmm. um, but it didn't, it didn't change my heart. Mm -hmm. They tried to correct my behavior. Wow. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think that my biggest coming to Jesus moments have been when I've been very vulnerable in my weaknesses, and I have owned my stuff as a mama. Mm -hmm. I have owned my stuff as a fellow sinner mm -hmm. in need of a savior, mm -hmm. and my kids have extended forgiveness to me. Mm -hmm. Those have been my biggest coming to Jesus moments. And where I have allowed my kids to tell me, Mom, this hurt my feelings the mm -hmm. way that you said that. Mm -hmm. Or you bulldozed me here and I didn't even get to share with you what was really going on. Mm -hmm. You assumed that this is what was going on. I think I've been very grateful that there is that platform in our family mm -hmm. for us to communicate like that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of it, I hope that my kids are my friends into adulthood, right. you know? It's right. where I'm at with my parents now. Mm -hmm. We enjoy being around each other. We have worked hard to do that. Right. But I know a lot of families, there is no space where people can be honest right. without it being, well, that's disrespectful because I'm your mother and you don't ever tell me something that I've done wrong. Right. And right. I, I don't think that that's right. Mm -hmm. The best gauges of who we are are the people that see us in our darkest and yeah. nastiest yeah. moments and those yeah. are our kids right. and if we can't look at that gauge and get a true reading mm -hmm. I think that that is that there's some fault there yeah. and um, my kids have been very brave in telling me some hard things mm -hmm. and I, I am grateful that God allowed me to see this is how you were raised, and this is what hurts you, mm -hmm. you can choose to do something a little bit different mm -hmm. with your kids. And I don't know why parents, It's I think it's just maybe the generation that we were raised in, mm -hmm. where, and like, this is, this is what it looks like, you don't right. talk back, 
children should be seen and not heard. Right. Spare the rods, spoil and the child. Listen, I, I, I believe, I believe, like I believe in spanking my kids and I, I have spanked my kids. I don't have to so much anymore because A, it's not as effective mm-hmm. and B, um, it's not getting to the, the heart of my kiddos mm-hmm. and that's what I want. Right. Their behavior is going to fluctuate. Right. I want their heart, I want to stay connected to their heart. Mm-hmm. And so, um, those have been my biggest like coming to Jesus moments where my kids have been brave and they have told me some hard things mm-hmm. and they have forgiven me and their forgiveness the forgiveness of your kids is amazing does not humble you and does not keep you connected to Jesus I don't know what will right hmm. I think other than when my kids walked into sin and I saw it, mm-hmm. when their father's accident happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was real torn because my husband needed me, but I had three teenage kids that needed me, mm-hmm. and there was only one of me. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to really, really, um, really trust God. And I had learned about mentoring Mm -hmm. before that. And I prayed that God would send someone for my kids. Mm -hmm. And he did. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget this friend of ours. Excuse me. Um, He came to the hospital and he said, I'm here for Don, my son. Mm -hmm. And his wife was there for both my girls. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually walked both my daughters down the aisle uh, for their father. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> it's good to have somebody. We need, we do, yeah. we need those people in our lives that not only step up to the plate in the good times, mm-hmm. but they're there through the bad times, mm-hmm. through the nitty-gritty. Yeah. And I can say that my friends have. I have friends that came, they cleaned my house. Mm-hmm. They um, even went and did my job. Wow. I had my own business of, um, uh, I, I cleaned homes and I cleaned offices. Mm-hmm. And they did my job for me. But, oh, wow. And, you know, God is gracious. Mm-hmm. And in those times, um, I just had to trust him. That's all there is left. Mm-hmm when you're facing, <clears throat> excuse me, life and death, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what my children and I were facing. Wow. And, so, and I can say that, I mean, he was there through every step of it. Okay. And so I hope that answers you. Yeah, no, that's your, that's your come to Jesus moment. That is- so let me explain <gasps> that. Oh, you already have one? I don't need to tell you? Okay, good. <laughs> okay. When my son Brian was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. he started getting massive headaches. Mm-hmm. Now, we already know I had a brain surgery because I had an arterial vascular mass, mm-hmm. which are hereditary. Hereditary. We did. I had not had this as of yet. I hadn't had my brain surgery. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know I had this thing growing. So Brian, seventh grade, starts having these headaches. Kaiser starts putting my son on pain pills. Mm-hmm. They're putting him on 
Vicodin. They're mm-hmm. putting them on coating and mm-hmm. sending them to school. Right. So my child looks like a little narcotics abuser. Oh, boy. And um, he's getting worse and worse. Mm. Now, I'm watching my child with his face shape starting to change before my eyes. Mm -hmm. His face is elongating like an alien. His eye shape is going across his face like almond shaped. All of a sudden, they're getting big. He looks like an alien. Wow. So I'm taking him all the time to the doctor. They're telling me he's having a response to my divorce that he's under stress. Mm -hmm. They tell me he's allergic to the sun. I mean, I got all these excuses you wouldn't believe. Finally, one day I get up to go to my new job in Walnut Creek, and my son comes out of his bedroom, and he grabs his head, and he says, Mom, help me, and he collapses on the floor and starts throwing up. I know something's really wrong. Right. So I call my mom, and I said, Look, get over here, stay with Brian. I'm going to call the doctor as soon as I get into work. We'll get him in first as soon as they open. I go to work. I tell the lady that works there, she, um, I work in an insurance company, and I know that she used to be an intensive care nurse for Kaiser. Wow. So she gets me in with this Dr. Cheryl over at Kaiser. By 10 o'clock, they're telling me Brian has a brain tumor. And I'm slamming my fist on the desk of this doctor telling him, there is no way God will do this to me. I've been through a hellacious divorce. There's no way God's going to do this to my child. And I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. And this doctor's thinking I'm insane. Mm-hmm. So this is on a Monday. That night, Brian has had by, I think, 8 o'clock, two spinal taps. And that's the only thing that is making my child feel better. And spinal taps are supposed to hurt. Right. They didn't. And it's relieving. And it's taking the pressure off of mm. his brain. Mm-hmm. They sent all his blood work off to the Atlanta Disease Control Center. By Wednesday, it comes back that my son's either got meningitis and encephalitis at the same time, but they're not sure, but they think my son is going to be dead by the next day. Oh, Jesus. So Chuck and I are floundering. We don't know what to do. So they tell us, you need to go home, get yourself prepared, be back by 4 a.m. in the morning because we have a feeling by then we're going to either bury him or something's going to have changed. So we go home, and Chuck says, let's call my brother and sister-in-law. They're those big Christians. <laughs> so that's what we do. Wow. And so that night, by 10 o'clock, up and down the state of California and across the United States, people are, are praying for Brian by name. Mm-hmm. So we go back in, and by, by 4 a.m., we're there, and there's eight doctors in the room. Mm. Brian is sitting up in bed. Talking and carrying a conversation. They've got the IVs Mm. out. His head shape has gone back to normal. His eye shape is back to normal. And those doctors are saying, we don't know what happened. And out of my mouth comes a saying I had never heard before. I say, I do. It was the great physician. Mm. And Chuck says, who's that? (laughs) And I said, that's Jesus. Wow. I don't know if there's a greatest. There's been several different ones. Mm-hmm. I remember very clearly the first time I held my first son mm-hmm. in my arms. Mm-hmm. And I looked down at his face. And I suddenly realized what it was for God to give up his own son mm-hmm. for us. Because there's no way I'm giving up my child for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm too selfish. Mm-hmm. And that was looking at my newborn infant perfect baby mm-hmm. that had several different quote things 
um, diagnosed in the womb mm -hmm. that the Lord eliminated and mm -hmm. gave me a perfect birth and a perfect child. And I'm looking at this perfect child going, no, I love you, God, but if you ask me to give this one up to save someone else's life, I'm, I'm going to say no. So I'm going to honor you even more for what you had to do because greater love has you. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I know, it, it's, I've grown since then, but at that, that moment, that was my right, greatest moment right. is like to suddenly realize what it took for mm -hmm. the father to give up his son. Mm -hmm. For me, knowing who I was and what I did. Oh, girl. Oh, no, I couldn't mm -hmm. see. I couldn't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I could not see myself even, nope. even mm -hmm. now. And I... You know, I'm yeah, not now. People. And I love people, <laughs> I you know? Like, people I love people. Mm -mm. my, my baby boy? Mm -mm, no, my babies. Mm -mm, none of them. No, none of my three. And I've only have, I only have one son. So well, I, 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 would, I would have to give up my only <laughs> son. Mm -mm. I'm like, Lord, Lord. I can't even see how Abraham did it. No. <laughs> I, oh, I honor that father. Let me just yes. tell you because I'm like, I'm not making my child carry sticks up a hill and then fake him out thinking, no, this. Mm -mm. So I honor that. Yes. I honor it. Honor it. Honor yes. it. Absolutely. And I mean, as my son gets to the point of graduating and moving into his own life, moving into the ministry he feels the Lord calling him into, I see the whole give up your son thing. And it's hard. I mean, I can't think about it yet. Once we get closer to May, I am probably going to live as a snotting mess on a regular basis to give my child up. He's going to stay here in California to college when we move. Mm -hmm. We move. I will move for the first time next time without one of my children. The reality of that, I have to keep blocked from my mind mm -hmm. to function on wow. a daily basis. Wow. I'm not prepared for that. Wow. Another come to Jesus moment with my second son, like I said, we didn't really connect for about 18 months. 18 months. I was watching his behavior, and again, my background is psychology and therapy and mental health, and I'm watching him and realizing he had a lot of behaviors that could be added up to be this diagnosis or added up to be that diagnosis and something rose up inside of me and said no that is not who this child is and I refused that thought mm -hmm. and I instantly connected to him mm -hmm. in the Lord it was all Holy Spirit and I was like instantly connected to him and I'm just like no nothing will come against this child mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. will come against this child and mm -hmm. he's had more trials and tribulations than his older brother mm -hmm. his older brothers had this kind of smooth path mm -hmm. that i i don't know some kids just seem to walk in favor right. and some kids have to plot it out right. and he's been my plotted out and mm -hmm. so i've been there beside him all the way being his cheerleader offering advice offering wisdom praying pardon me interceding just all the things and Again, that's that, that moment, I still remember exactly where I was sitting, exactly where what he was wearing, where we were, when I looked at him and went, no, that's not true. I will not let that affect this child. Mm -hmm. And instantly just put up a shield against what was probably a scheme of the enemy to try and take my kid down a road that wasn't his to travel. Right, right. And I, that was a God moment right there. Mm -hmm. And for my youngest... There's come to Jesus moments every day with that one. God bless. There really are. I remember when the Lord told me we were living in San Angelo, Texas. And we, my husband and I had always wanted to adopt. We, had, we talked about adoption before we even got married. Because we didn't think I could have kids. So my older two are miracles. And um, we were living in San Angelo, Texas. In, and it was a February. Before, and it, we weren't going to be moving to where we didn't know where we were moving next. The Lord started speaking to my heart and said, start praying for Jonathan. He gave me a name, Jonathan. Start praying for Jonathan. So I started praying for Jonathan. 
and so you know we knew when we got to our next base that we would and I knew that was my son mm -hmm. I knew I was praying for protection for life mm -hmm. for all of this stuff for my son and I knew it was mine I knew in the spirit already, I knew that he was going to be mine. So when we got through, you know, got into San Antonio and got through our foster stuff and, um, you know, first this set was coming, then they did another kid was coming, then did another kid. We finally got this set of two little boys, um, David and Oscar. And the minute they walked at my house, I looked at Oscar. I know he was my Jonathan that I'd been praying for, mm -hmm. but not his brother. And I was kind of confused because in foster, you adopt sibling sets usually. Mm -hmm. And I found out the whole story behind it. David's biological dad fought out of addiction, mm -hmm. fought into faith in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and fought through Christian rehabs, moved from California to San Antonio to fight CPS to get his son back because he had changed his life entirely. Mm -hmm. And his dad's name was Jonathan. Oh, wow. So I apparently during all that time, not only praying for my child to be safe and protected during his head injury, because his head injury happened about that time. Mm -hmm. So I was praying for my baby to be protected and the Lord's protected him, saved him, all that stuff. I was praying for his daddy. Mm -hmm. Well, his half-brother's brother, biological daddy. daddy. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so it was a struggle for me to realize that David wasn't mine, but Jonathan is. Mm -hmm. And his name at the time was Oscar. And it's a struggle for me. Because I'm like, Lord, both of these babies should be together. They're brothers, blah, 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 blah. And the Lord kept saying, no, he is not for you. He needs to be with his dad. This one is for you. He is yours. Mm -hmm. And so I, I constantly was checking my heart and what I was hearing with the Lord, with other people I trust in the Lord. And they were like, no, your heart is right. I'm, we're hearing this. We're seeing this. Everybody was, we were all in agreement and praying. And so I started doing my best to help David's family be re reconciled. Not by lying or cheating or whatever, but just I mean prayer, obviously. But when a challenge came up to his father's capacity, I was like, no, 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 no. This wasn't that. This is this. And I would find documentation at, that would prove that and maintain his father's innocence in a situation. I'm like, no, 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 no. He had just started taking a new medicine, and those new medicines, the side effects of the medicine is like bruising or whatever. And it wasn't his dad. It was this medicine that's causing the bruising, and it wasn't his dad. You know. And so trying to help that process on my end as much as I could because I knew this family needed to be together and he is thriving with his dad loves the Lord captain of the football team is working on scholarships into engineering schools even in seventh grade eighth or ninth grade now I mean just an amazing godly kid following in his dad's footsteps of loving the Lord I mean it's astounding and so those Jesus moments of having to trust that this is the Lord mm -hmm. and this is my child mm -hmm. and hearing him clearly pressing on in the Lord in the word mm -hmm. in fellowship with other like-minded believers to say is this accurate mm -hmm. those will come to Jesus moments. And we, I mean other foster kids we tried we tried so hard to adopt every other baby that came every other kiddo that came into our house and mm -hmm. it didn't happen it didn't for whatever reason however it happened it didn't but yeah, those are those are some pretty significant come to Jesus moments, and I have a come to Jesus moment, like I said, with Jonathan, almost a daily basis. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say as a mother, come to Jesus. Well, no, I can't say as a mother. My daughter, my daughter having her baby. Um, my daughter when she when she when she told me she was pregnant and that the guy wasn't involved, like that that moment, it's like. Oh my goodness. I had to, all these emotions I felt, 
I really had to humble myself because I was mm -hmm. so angry. I was so confused. I felt like such a failure. And I really had to humble myself. And 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 it's like I needed Jesus at that moment is when I needed Jesus the most. Cause I said, How in the world did this happen? Right. How did this girl let this happen? What is going on? And um, God had to just tell me she got her own path that she gotta go down. You can't stop it. I don't mm -hmm. care what you do. You can't stop that path that she, those things she got to learn, her mistakes. She got to make her own mistakes. And I said, she got to? He was, God said, she got to. I was like, but really? Yes, she has to. Mm -hmm. I said, girl, you you can't learn from my mistakes. You actually got to make your own mistakes. Some people oh, learn from yours and some people actually have to make the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. We want our children to make their own mistakes. We don't want them to. Because we know how much it hurt us. So we don't want them to make their own mistakes. But some of them have to. They have to. I said, mm -hmm. look at this. You just got to. I said, girl, okay. So that's that's when I see, see, but see, that's my ego. I have to, I have to humble myself. That's my ego right there. I it's, I have to humble myself. I'm not the I'm not the almighty God. I'm not the all-knowing, all powerful. I have to rely on God for her. That's what I gotta do. I gotta rely on God for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, my come to Jesus moment was probably the time where we had um, our oldest son, you know, we had to kick him out. I didn't want to mm -hmm. because it just, but it was um, God telling me, he was actually telling me before that, mm -hmm. before everything happened. Um, there was, you know, this argument between... Um, me and my husband and you know my son had came out and he had um uh got into it with his dad father and then you know it was just it was a hard it was a hard time mm -hmm. for all three of us because in in that every single one of us sinned in a way mm -hmm. like what i realized in that was in galatians 5 it says we are to have the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, and patience, you know, all that, the nine fruits of the spirit, self-control. Anyway, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'm saying them all right, but it, in the end of that, it says, we are not to be provoking one another. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I felt provoked. I provoked back. That provoking ended up my son provoking back, and then... Another provoking, so we're provoking, provo you know, everybody. And then before, in the middle of all that, I'm like, stop, you know, and it ended up not being very good. And so, yeah, anyway, um, anyway, so, and this is kind of hard for me to really talk about because I don't really talk about it much. Mm -hmm. And you know that. So, um, when I realized, it says that we can't have, have the Holy, we're not going to have the Holy Spirit if we're in this provoking mood. Mm -hmm. And um, I ha and it was another time that I had pneumonia. I was sick at the time as well. So, it, it you know, all of us were down. My husband had got off late work. I had been sick. I was on prednisone. I wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we were talking. Perfect storm. Huh? It was a perfect storm. He's like, "When is your our son gonna do something?" He sits in his room all day, and you know, of course, you know, I needed 
we needed to get him going. And I was trying, hey, you got to go to school. You got to get a job. And he just kind of wasn't doing it with us. It's like inspiration or desperation. Mm -hmm. So I realized at this point it has to be desperation for him. So we had to tell him, you need to move out. But I set him up with my brother. They ended up not getting along. And then my son was homeless for two weeks, which killed me. Mm -hmm. And... um. I think what killed me the most, though, was, is, well, I'm not dead, but, um, <laughs> I, I've killed your spirit, killed my spirit <laughs> the most is, um, you know, just losing him and not knowing where he's at or what he's doing. Yeah. He was in contact with me for a while until my brother did something. I don't even really understand what happened because he really wouldn't talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't think he really had the tools to talk to me about it because mm -hmm. he was so upset with my brother. But that didn't have anything to do with me. Right. So I'm like, okay, he's just hurt, you know. So I just pray. I've been praying. I've been praying. Every time I see the number 91, I pray. Um, sometimes I'll see my the year I was born and the year he was born, and I'll pray, even my youngest son. And one day I saw um, his name on the back of a, truck it said anthony and there was a 91 on the license plate mm -hmm. <laughs> i was just like oh my goodness um also there was another time where he was recently um a few months ago mm -hmm. he was in the hospital and he his appendix had to be taken out and none of my family told me mm. so that was really hard because they, i felt they should have told me mm -hmm. And he was saying he didn't want me there, but you know what? I trust God, so God took care of him. Mm -hmm. And at that that night that that happened was the day I saw the truck with his name on it. Mm -hmm. And I was praying all night for him, and I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. And that was why. Oh, wow. I knew something was wrong, so God was showing me things that I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even see. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really a miracle. Mm-hmm that I was already in prayer. I prayed for three days straight. Oh, wow. I would wake up certain times in the morning to pray, and he was always on my mind, and I would even just have these thoughts of him and things of him when he was little and just, you know, you always think of him when they were little and when they were cuddling you and loving you, and mm -hmm. when they were older adults, they, they, they just don't like you or they don't look at you the same way, mm -hmm. you know? And it helped give me mercy for my parents. Mm -hmm. And I've seen my mother and father in a whole new way mm -hmm. of mercy and love. And like, you know what? We we all fall short. We're not perfect. We do the best we can. And, um, you know, because we all have things that we didn't think were right. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I have a greater mercy in my heart now because of all of this mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. You know, none of us are perfect. Right. Um, and the worst, I, I, I think I actually collapsed. <laughs> um, I went to my nephew's wedding. My son was there, and God had told me to get him a card because my son's already married. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get to go to the wedding. Mm -hmm. That's something I always dreamed about. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Anyway, um, I got him a wedding card to bless him, you know, and I wrote how much I loved him in it. I can't even remember what I wrote, but I know that it come from the heart. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, I gave it to him and he took it. But he was uh, like a stone wall. He wouldn't look at me. Um, would run, would walk really fast away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually set my stuff at a table where I wanted to sit. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, I come back towards where my purse was, he was sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I went, wow, he wants to sit by me. This right. is good. Mm-hmm. Maybe he read the letter. Mm-hmm. So when I go to sit down, he jumps up and moves. And he was just doing all these things to let everybody know how much he... He really hates me, mm. you know, and it, it kept hurting me all night. And mm. I was just really trying to be calm and be there for my nephew because that's his big day. And I mm. didn't want to mess it up. And um, my husband was like not feeling good. And uh, my son had left before we did. Anyway, at the end, I get to the parking lot, me, my husband and our son, Aaron. And I get to the truck and nobody's around except for my husband and my younger son, and I collapsed. Mm. I had an anxiety attack, and I haven't had one in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I just started praying. You know, the scripture says, don't be anxious for nothing with prayer and petition. And, you know, I was saying that in my mind, thinking what is true, and I was trying to breathe. But I wailed. I wailed a wailing cry that I've never cried like that before in my Mm -hmm. entire life. Mm -hmm. I just felt so hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I was feeling, but it was more like a prayer in my soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like prayer coming out of mm-hmm. me and, and a fervent prayer. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, I can't explain it, but I know it was from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was shaking and I was just getting it out, you know, and I get in the car and I'm like, you know, my husband and my other son were comforting me and, you know, it was... It was my, it was that moment. Right. That was the moment. Yeah. That I, I just needed a rest like, in God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, you have my future. Leave the past behind you. You're my future. I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in your hands. Right. And he's taking care of Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.